you guys, I don't know if you listened to the last episode that we did, but I was talking about just my horrendous blood sugar day where I like forgot to give myself insulin and my sugars all last week were actually a little bit insane. I think also too, it's because I was PMSing. So every time it's that time of the month for me, my blood sugars are a little bit crazy. And so I've now had to remember to adjust my overall basal since I'm back using multiple daily injections, but I have to increase my basal in the evening in order to really keep my blood sugar stable through the night because it's always those morning highs that get me every single time. So that has really helped. And for the last two days after my week last week, My blood sugars have been really, really good, and they've been back in range. Today, the highest my blood sugar has been is 124 milligrams per deciliter. I think that is a 6.9 if you are looking at that in millimoles per liter. And then I did get down to a 70, I think it was just over 70, maybe a 72 milligrams per deciliter, which I think is like a 3.9 or a 4 millimoles per liter. Not to brag or anything, but I'm just feeling so much better. And honestly, this is what I think I've been doing. So I've really, I mean, I typically fast for about 14 to 16 hours. So my last meal in the evening is generally around like 5 p.m. at the latest. And then The next morning, I'll usually eat something around 8 o'clock because I'm starting to get pretty hungry at that time. And then I might eat like my full-on breakfast around 9, 9 9.30, 10-ish. So I've been really easing my way into my day. And I don't know if this has anything to do with like my sugars just being really good over the last couple days because things change so fast, but I've really found that, you know, getting up, having my coffee, giving myself a small dose to cover my coffee in the morning, and then I'll eat some like egg whites and that I won't bolus for, but then just really easing my way in and then making sure that, you know, I'll have oatmeal, but just making sure that the carbs I'm eating are obviously going to be a little bit more complex and then giving myself enough for that. So I'm just like easing my way into my day and that seems to really be helping me. And also it helps to know how much protein and fat I'm trying to hit every single day because that will determine the amount of carbs that I typically eat every day. And I'm not really that like strict when it comes to my macros, but I really do pay a lot of attention to my fat and my protein because your body does need a minimum amount of protein and fat every single day. And this is really personalized to your body based on your body weight and what your fitness goals are and all of that kind of stuff. And because I am trying to cut a little bit of weight right now, I'm eating in a slight calorie deficit. So protein is something that I'm really trying to get enough of. And I think just just being aware of those two macros in general has, you know, helped my blood sugars overall. And also when every time I'm cutting weight, I find that my insulin needs go down a little bit because I'm just consuming less calories, less food overall. But 
If you are interested in knowing about your macros and about how to lose weight with type 1 diabetes, I don't know if you are currently trying to cut weight, but a really, really good place to start. And this has actually been coming up a lot lately. So this is the reason I wanted to share this with you. But if you've been wanting to cut weight and just get your blood sugars under control, then a good place to start is with my free ebook and audio training, How to Lose Weight with Type 1 Diabetes. It gives you 12 key steps to losing weight with type 1 and doing so in a way that will also really take your blood sugars into account. To get your hands on this free guide and training, just go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash type 1. And after you download that, if you're like, okay, I really want to know how much protein my body needs every single day, how much fat my body needs, and how many carbs, because carbs take up the remainder of your calories once you set your fat and your protein and if this is something that you're interested in learning about because a maybe you want to cut weight too and b you're just interested because all of the above plus you want to keep your blood sugar stable then the second step would be to check out my shredded body for type ones program because inside of that program you learn step by step not only how to lose fat with type 1 diabetes like it's a very detailed course so you learn how to do everything on your own basically the steps inside the program are the steps that I follow I'm following right now in order to cut weight and I follow these steps when I work with clients one-on-one and so by the end of the program not only will you have your macros and calories dialed in for your body and your blood sugars but you'll also know how to adjust these macros because once you set them they do not stay the same you have to really know how to adjust them in order to actually start losing weight and continue losing weight for weeks to come so you really want to know that so that you don't hit a plateau and that can always be frustrating when you're like why am I not losing weight anymore and it's because your body adapts to what you're doing so you need to really know how to adjust those macros and calories so you'll learn that and then you'll learn how to keep your blood sugar stable with exercise which is super important there's some really key things inside this program that when I first started my fitness journey they helped me so much so you'll learn everything that I have learned over the past decade of just trying to get fit and losing weight with type 1 diabetes and lowering my A1C. So to check out Shredded Body for type 1s, you do get lifetime access when you enroll. Just go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash join. So this episode today is brought to you by both Shredded Body for type 1s and my free audio training and ebook, How to Lose Weight with Type 1 Diabetes. I'm going to link to both of these in the show notes, but really do check these out. If you have any desire right now to really hone in on your fitness goals and your blood sugar management, and also if you have any questions about any of this stuff, just feel free to shoot me a message. Shoot me a DM and let me know. I'm all ears and I'm really happy and excited to connect with you. If you enjoyed this episode today, please do take a second to subscribe because that way you won't miss out on upcoming episodes and bonus content. And if this episode today inspires you in some way, please do take a couple seconds. It'll only take a couple seconds to rate and review this podcast because when you take the time to rate and review it, it really does help this podcast expand and it makes it possible for this podcast to reach more people who would also benefit from hearing this content. 
This podcast would not be possible without you guys because your support is what really helps us grow. And I just thank you so much. Like when I think of you, I think of just this amazing tribe and I feel so grateful and lucky every single day. So thank you so much for your support. I love you and I will see you on the other side of this episode. Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. So my mom asked me this question. Okay, so first of all, I don't know if you guys know that I'm writing a book or I wrote a book, Rough Draft is Done, and for my mom's birthday at the beginning of August, I gave her my final rough draft as a gift. I'm like, this is yours to read through. I'm going to probably refine and go through some parts and just change some things, but she has the final draft and she's the first person that gets to read it and a lot of what's in the book is just my upbringing growing up with type 1 diabetes living with diabetes the ups and downs my life in my 20s to my 30s because that transition from your 20s to your 30s can be such a tumultuous time I don't know if I said that word right, but it can bring up so much stuff. And so a lot of it is just sharing what I went through, the obstacles, how you can overcome obstacles. And you'll, by the end, like reading the book, it's going to make you feel less alone with whatever is going on in your own life. And some of the stuff I do talk about my mom and some stuff that I've never actually shared with her before and so she's reading the book and it's this weird thing where I'm like oh man I feel like my whole entire all my demons are kind of just in the wide open and she's in the other room reading while I'm just sitting here and so that part is a little bit strange but she asked me the other day she said what was the most traumatic experience in your life and I, I feel like on when I write things on paper, I can kind of articulate how I'm really feeling and what I'm trying to say better than when I'm just talking it. I don't know why, but she asked me, and I, and I do talk about my traumas inside the book, which I'm not going to like <laughs> spill all the beans, but she was like, what's the most traumatic thing that ever happened to you? And I'm like thinking, I'm like, the two things that came to mind, I'm like, maybe it was just my relationship with my dad's girlfriend because we didn't get along. And that at the time, even though now it's like I've healed it all, I it was really hard growing up. Or maybe it was when I was younger, um, I think I was like 11, my our family friend tried to rape my best friend. So that was really traumatic because it took me a really long time to kind of get over that. Weird because type 1 diabetes never came into the mix because that alone was super traumatic. But I don't know why I didn't think of that. And then I'm like, I'm like, hmm, those were challenging, but I got over them. 
And then I'm like, no, that, and then I was thinking this right near the tail end of our conversation, but I didn't want to say it out loud because I'm not over it. But the most traumatic time in my whole entire life was when we were leaving where I grew up as a child and we left my cat Ginger there and I had to say goodbye to him and I never got to see him again and I never knew like how he felt and I think I've talked about this before but I couldn't and and in that moment I was like that by far even though it sounds kind of silly now was the most traumatic time in my life to this day and I couldn't talk about it to her because I am still not over it and I didn't want to start crying (laughs) so that's that I think you know it's just so weird how things in your life when you think you're over them and so you just or maybe you're you know that you're not but when they come up you just it's easier not to feel them so you're just like I'm not going to talk about that right now or like I just don't want to deal with those emotions right now but it's still such a big part of your life or anyways that I don't know why that just came up but I was thinking about I'm like maybe you can relate maybe you can't (laughs) but that's something that came up and in this episode today, which, hello, how are you? (laughs) Thank you for being here. We're going to be talking about just being confident and wearing diabetes gadgets, because that is something that I, I, for so many years, I just did not have the confidence to wear. I refused in my mind, and I was thinking this the other day too, where for so long I'm like, when I one day I'll get an insulin pump, but it won't be until I'm pregnant one day and I absolutely need it. That's literally how I felt because the thought of wearing something attached to my body 24-7, I just was like, no, 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 I can't do that until I absolutely need to and I need that really that device that's going to help my blood sugar stay in control. And then fast forward, you know, 19 years of having, of living with diabetes and I was finally ready, but it didn't happen overnight. And it wasn't like I was all of a sudden woke up one morning and was like, oh, I'm confident now, you know, like I have an Instagram account. I'm connecting with other people. I'm just going to show off my disease. Like, no, that never happened. And I, I still, to this day, that's just, I want to tell, share with you my story because everyone's process looks different and you might be in a position right now where you have access to social media and you see all of these people wearing their devices and talking about stuff and you feel like you're not in that place yet where you have the confidence to be like that and I don't know if it makes you feel bad but I just want you to know that everyone's process is different and the timeline it takes also is different for everyone. And so for me personally, what really helped me build the confidence because I didn't have social media growing up as a kid. I didn't have, I, I, I had magazines. I had the internet was like basically, and I'm just, I'm not even like that old. I I don't think, I mean, age is just irrelevant at all because age is just a number and we put so much meaning to it. But back when I was growing up, I did not have access to the sort of access that we have now when it comes to social media and just seeing other people that are like you and like me. And so I did, I felt very isolated. I felt very alone. And I think part of, being human 
also means that we don't want to be alone. We don't want to be different because part of humanity is like building, cultivating relationships and not being seen as an outsider or outcast. And we're all trying to find that community that we fit into. And I didn't feel like I fit into anything because even when I had friends and I had social groups, I was still different than everyone because I ha- I was living with diabetes. And so what really changed everything for me was realizing that I was not alone. And this might look different for you, but this is what really helped me build the confidence to wear an insulin pump and a continuous glucose monitor and not be afraid to show my disease to the world and show that like, hey, I am different, but just also knowing on the inside, deep inside, like even though all of these people around me may not understand and they might be like, what is that on your arm? <laughs> it, I know that I'm not alone because I am part of this world now with social media, with Instagram, where I can just look and be like, I'm not alone in this. Like there's, and because when I was growing up too, the only person that I knew who even had an insulin pump was this lady who was part of my doctor, my medical team, and she was like 55 years old, not really in shape, you know, nothing against that at all. She's an, she was probably an amazing lady. I never got to know her, but that as a 14, 15 year old, that just made me feel like, no, I, I was trying to find someone I could look up to who was like me and doing all of the things that I wanted to do and was successful in their career. And, just who I could kind of relate to on a different level. And so I didn't have that. And when I did finally find other people who were like me, it was on Instagram. It wasn't even that long ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. And these people are successful and they are doing what I want to do. And they're, they have fit bodies and they're just doing all these amazing things. And it just made me have that confidence because for the first time in my entire life, I was like, wow, I just have so much motivation and there's so many possibilities and I'm not limited. And I'm just, I just felt so seen and heard. And so I felt like I could wear devices gadgets I could be a cyborg and I felt powerful and I felt empowered because there was a community of people also doing it who were like me so that was really really important and just knowing also that you know being confident and wearing gadgets diabetes gadgets it doesn't mean that you're not going to have those days where you don't feel confident and you will have days from time to time where maybe you will feel self-conscious about wearing your gadgets because maybe you're part of this community online where everyone is showing these things but maybe at home or in your own social circles you are the only one wearing them and so yeah you might still have days where you don't feel totally confident wearing them, but the difference is you wear them anyways. And by doing that and stepping outside of your comfort zone, that alone makes you build confidence so much faster. So that is what I found too, because even when I did find my tribe online, I didn't have that 
offline. And so it just takes stepping outside of your comfort zone and facing those uncomfortable moments where you're like, oh, people are going to look at me weird or are people going to look at me different and then you do it and then it just builds so much more confidence because you're like I can do this and I am standing in my worth and I'm wearing these things anyways and I'm powerful and it it just kind of changes how you view things because all of a sudden instead of feeling like you are not at the same level of as, as everyone around you Instead, you are empowered because you can share like what these things are and you can rock them anyways. And then you have that online community and support to back you up to be like, this is my story and this is part of me and I can live my life and and feel confident in doing so. And also, I think just finding that space that brings that confidence to the forefront of what you're doing because, you know... Confidence is such a weird thing. You don't build it overnight, but I think just knowing that no matter what your circumstances are on the outside world or however you're feeling, even if you're not feeling confident, it doesn't mean that you are not confident because confidence is within you. It's part of you. You are confident. You just haven't tapped into it yet because of the society around you or what people might have said to you or how you've been feeling about yourself. It's like these things make you feel like you don't have the confidence to wear these devices maybe, but it doesn't mean that you're not confident. It's just all of these things around you that have made you feel different or less than, but when you do tap into it and you tap in, you find the space that's going to help support all of these things, you can tap into it and you can realize, hey, I've had this confidence all along. I just haven't been able to tap into it until now. That's what I found anyways. So that's going to be super important. Um, and then, you know, I think like everyone everyone's going to be a little bit different. And I kind of, you know, when I think of confidence too, I think of it like when I was going to school and I was trying so hard to be liked by the group of people that were around me. And I was like, no, I need that cool shirt or that pair of shoes or that backpack for like the first day of school. I have to look this way. And then it's kind of in the same thing, right? Like you don't want to be different than everyone else, but we're all different and different in our in our own special way and different can be good because at the end of the day, normal is kind of boring, right? So I think it's just finding finding a that thing also that's going to just empower you to do and be what you want like if you want to wear gadgets but you don't really feel ready don't push it because you will get there I did and if I can do it then so can you and the other thing is like for me personally when it came to diabetes and wearing and getting a CGM my CGM sat at the pharmacy for a good year before I picked it up because I just was not ready yet because I had all these doctors and diabetes educators being like, this is going to help you. You need to wear it. But I just wasn't ready yet. So you just have to know that when you are ready, when the time is right, you will 
be able to wear those things confidently. And for me also, it, it was number one was finding just realizing that I wasn't alone, like finding my tribe online and realizing like, hey, yes, I'm wearing these things and no one else that I know in my personal everyday life that I see on a daily basis wears them or knows anything about them. But that's okay because there's all of these amazing people who I am wanting to strive to be like that are wearing them. So it made me feel like, hey, I I can wear them and it's totally fine. I'm not alone in this. Finding that is really awesome, but then also, is there anything, something that is bigger, that is greater than feeling insecure about wearing anything, right? Because for me, it was like, okay, I um, I was on my fitness journey and I was getting fit and I was starting to look different. My body was transforming. I was like, finally, for the first time in my life, feeling really good about how I looked And then I'm like, okay, if I want to get to the next level within my fitness, I need to make a change. I need to get to that next level with my blood sugars. I need to make sure that everything's staying stable. And so that alone was like, okay, I need to do this to look better, not trying to sound vain or anything, but that also kind of propelled me forward and was like, all right, now I'm ready because I know that this thing, this thing that I want is so much greater than feeling insecure about wearing something attached to my body so I'm going to do it because like I am ready I'm ready to get to that next level with my fitness so I'm ready to face those insecurities and just build confidence by doing so and so I know that sometimes if there's something that you can tap into in your life that is going to be greater than feeling like the oddball out in your everyday life or feel insecure with wearing something attached to your body, that alone is going to be a driving force that is going to just push you forward. And honestly, once you start doing something and you do it enough times, you build confidence. It's like being at the gym for the first time. That day is really awkward. (laughs) You're like, oh my God, is everyone looking at me? And then as you go to the gym, you do it more, you're doing those exercises over and over again. And you realize like, I've got this. I know exactly what I'm doing. I didn't on the first day, but now I do. And no one is really looking at me because everyone is so focused on themselves. You'll find the same goes for wearing diabetes gadgets, but I think it's just stepping outside of your comfort zone when you're ready to do that. And you have to be ready because that's the key word. Otherwise, it's just going to be a total landslide. (laughs) You're going to feel super awkward, but when you're ready to do so, you'll realize that at the end of the day, like everyone is so focused on themselves and it's, it, it, you build confidence around that knowingness at the end of the day. So when you're ready, you've got this, you can totally rock those diabetes gadgets. You've got what it takes. It's like anything in life, right? It's just a little bit awkward at first, but you are not alone. And so sometimes, you know, you might even wear your continuous glucose monitor on your stomach or you might hide it. And then after wearing it for a while and just building confidence around like, hey, you know, this is making me feel so much better and it's making me achieve my goals and just getting to that next level. So I don't really care. You you know, it's, and also too, I think, you, you might even be able to relate to this where it's like, 
as you're growing up and you're getting older, those things that you felt really self-conscious about and not confident about at all back then, now in your older life, like from your 20s to your 30s, it's like they don't really mean that much anymore. They don't, they're not those big things that you felt so insecure about before. So you just build confidence as you grow and you get older and you do things over and over again and you just feel more confident with yourself, I think is really important. So you will get there and that's kind of how, (laughs) that's kind of my story, right? Like I really do thank all of you Every single one of you, just by being you and knowing that I'm not alone living with diabetes, that has changed everything for me. So thank you so much. I'm giving you a really big heartfelt virtual hug right now. And thank you so much for tuning in. I love you. Keep being you. And I will talk to you very soon. Bye for now.